Hi, I'm Chris with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before the episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries, and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer, and beer to, well, just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Nash. Nash, welcome. So in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Stone Picker out of Forest, Ontario. And we're going to be trying two beers, as always. Uh, The first one is a Hack and Slash. By Nash. (laughs) Hack and Slash Nash, look at that. Which is an IPA. And the second is Big Red 9350, which is a red IPA. Nice. Mm, Interesting. Double IPAs, but not double IPAs. Single IPAs times two. (laughs) So to finish up the episode, we will be talking about investing and financial literacy. All right, we're back. So as we've mentioned, we are going to be reviewing Stone Picker Brewing today, which is out of Forest, Ontario, and it's located on Forest Road. Convenient. So, funny how that works. And it's actually <laughs> Amazing. located on a farm. Uh, and, and the brewery and the farm are owned by Joe and Mary Donkers. Yeah. Interesting how it's like a brewery, but also a farm at the yeah, same time. Cool. A brewery farm. Judging by, you know. The farmer and me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Self-aware. <laughs> exactly. So they actually planted three acres of uh, malted barley with the intent to brew beer, but it was fed to the pigs because uh, apparently they just didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> Brewing is a pretty intensive process. It is time consuming. Yeah. And when you got pigs to feed, I mean, it just kind of yeah. happens, right? So uh, once retiring from pig farming, they planted the barley again and... I guess decided to brew because they had more time. Nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Can't fault them for that. So yeah, they began uh, brewing with an old turkey burner, right? Some water, yeah. some hops, some yeast, the malted uh, a barley that uh, Brett was talking about earlier, and a bucket used for picking stones, hence the name of the brewery. So Makes kind of a lot all of came, sense. came together. Yeah. Has anybody ever picked stones before? I have picked stones Those buckets before. buckets are uh, hefty, hefty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're getting a head nod from uh, producer Nash as well. So a lot Nash of just picked some stones. A lot right? of stone pickers uh, at these parts here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of interesting. This is, I think, the first brewery that we're reviewing that we've all been to together. Together at the same time. At the same time. So yeah, we we went to this brewery in 2019 for Tyler's birthday. I believe you're 30. Yep. So now, yeah. if you paid attention to the producer special, you know where I live and you know how old I am. So this bio. <laughs> and we also know it was Chris's birthday uh, last time, <laughs> last, last week, yeah. last week, and yeah. you know my untapped handle. So that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> so you know everything about us. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. So it was a it was a good birthday. Yeah, birthday. it was a good birthday. We good. took a tour to a couple breweries, and yeah. we had a nice little tour bus, uh, which you arranged for us, which was awesome because uh, you know. It's, Forest Ontario is a little bit out of the way, so taking a there ain't a no Ubers picking you up from there. No, no offense. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to, to do something a little bit different, and yeah. uh, kind of the reason behind it was we had our wives, uh, spouses, 
um, fiancés, girlfriends, whomever we had it with us as well. And so there was a winery that's also close by. So we actually shipped them off to the winery. Yeah, so us, uh, we yeah. could go there. We, right? we said, thanks for coming. <laughs> Here's the winery. Drop you off. And we uh, went to the breweries. So we did a little bit of a brewery tour and in the bus limo, I guess, which is always a interesting concept. Yeah, it was a very interesting concept for sure. But the, the brewery itself, it, it was nice. Yeah. Um, some of us probably remember a little bit more than others. I mean, uh, Phil from the ball team, shout out to you. Uh, but it was it was a good time. I, I, a nice brewery. Yeah, it's a nice little brewery and it's nothing huge. Uh, it's kind of like got mm. the garage doors like we kind of talk about with the other breweries. Um, kind of kind of standard. And yeah, it was, it was nice kind of open. Like they had the tanks out. Um, right. They have a beer called tractor on the wall which we're not reviewing but there was a big tractor on the wall of the brewery so mm-hmm. they're very literal cool. with it with their names and what <laughs> yeah. they do the, the naming of the brewery very literal people yeah and but, they're all kind of farm themed uh beers those right? are farmers for you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, I do remember that their staff that was working that day they're very nice people and and yeah. all, like, willing to kind of walk through so some of us were craft beer drinkers um others weren't yep and so they were kind of um they gave it a little bit of an education piece and i remember that And they're just very nice uh workers so and knowledgeable like they, yeah. they knew quite a you could tell they knew about beer you yeah. always yeah. got that one person who goes to a brewery he's like give me the closest thing you got to a bud light <laughs> a, a, a bush latte <laughs> a bush yeah. latte <laughs> yeah but great people, uh, really good beers. I mean, we didn't stay too, too long, but um, yeah, as you said, very standard brewery. Um, the very kind of appeal, I suppose, is because it is on that farm. Yeah. Uh, so you know you have nobody to the left of you, nobody to the right of you. Uh, you do have a little bit of somebody to the left of you, though. It's like a stone throw away from their actual house. Yeah, it is very close <laughs> to is, their house. It, yeah. is, it is very close to their place. They can <laughs> see the brewery from their house, which is a nice thing to have. I was going to say. <laughs> Long right? commute for them. Yeah. <laughs> right? But isn't that a bit of the dream, though, right? Like, yeah, You totally. have the property, you have the house, now you have a brewery on it, right? And yep. so you could tell that there's a very um, family-oriented kind of business. For sure. Um, they put their, their own equity into it, right? Not just like financial, but yeah. th- their time, right? So they're, they're very passionate about it. So that was that was nice to see with it, right? So, yeah. And again, they started with like home brewing, like as we went back to the uh, point of using the turkey. Uh, I'm not going to say turkey baster because that's not right. The burner. Burner, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking ba- baster. I don't know what's <laughs> going sure. through my mind right now. Weird. Anywho. <laughs> uh, but then look at what they've become. Again, open concept. You get yep. to see the tanks. You get to see pretty much everything. It's literally like a farm shed that you can walk into and bam, beers. Beers. Yeah, drink, I, right? I think it, you're right. I think it was repurposed as a a, a farm building, like like right. I said, a shed, and they repurposed it right. into the actual brewery. Absolutely. So, so we all had uh, flights there that day, yes. for the most part, I think. Um, do you remember? Yes. 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 Um, Some flights, a couple There pints. was our producer, Nash. He, uh, he had a flight there as well. Yep. Um, I had to run his untapped account for him. That so that's nice. pretty much uh, like, all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> you're so you're doing double see. duty. Your untapped account and my untapped. Nash's his untapped. untapped. He was he was telling me take pictures like this. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like that. Yeah, that's good because uh, we know that if you're going to be posting on untapped, the picture says a thousand words. Right? It does. So you get a thousand words. There so were Chris, some blurry ones, so that might be on my end, not his end. Yeah. <laughs> Shaky hand syndrome. So um, Chris, you went back in 2020 in the summer before. Yeah. Yeah, we we went during obviously it was COVID, but you could uh, they had a huge patio out, so they had their picnic tables. Um, it was a really nice spot. So basically, what we did is we had a um, a family photo shoot in you know the sunflower farm or field. It was very lovely. <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> 
And I said, why don't we get a beer afterwards? So uh, one in Rome. It's literally the Rome. only way you can do family photo shoots is you got to have a beer afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> or before, yeah. or before, yeah, or both, whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. So not during though. Yeah. No, not during. probably not a good idea when it's going on a Christmas card. Uh, <laughs> so uh, part the the field that they had of the sunflowers is part of um, what's called the Miracle Max's Minions. Um, so there's a couple of fields that kind of do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of a Miracle Max's Minions location, which is at the brewery, uh, Max was actually a two year old who passed away due to leukemia. And every summer there are several sunflower fields planted in his honor. And obviously donations go to uh, charity. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and we've talked with other breweries um, in the past, mentioned with uh, their charitable efforts. So, again, another craft brewery doing something that's absolutely fantastic. Sure. So, um, shout out to Stone Picker. And again, that's Miracle Max's Minions. Check that out um, at some point in time in the future. Yeah, should, they should be doing it again this summer, I would imagine. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, they don't actually, when we talk about the beers, they don't can or bottle their, uh, their seasonals. Yeah. So you have to have that on draft. So Got to get down there. If there's a seasonal in the summertime and you're talking about the uh, sunflower fields and all that, mm-hmm. um, go support a good cause and make sure that you have some of their seasonals that you won't get anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I like the idea of, you know, drawing people to the actual brewery itself. Like, hey, yeah. th- these aren't going to be in the LCBOs, beer stores, bottle right. shops, whatever. You have to come here to get something special, right? right? Yep. Nothing so, wrong with that. So that's good, yeah. And then there's a, um, a specific uh, story with uh, Stone Picker Beers. Chris, do you want to fill us in on that? Yeah, so the beers that we're going to be drinking on today's episode are, are courtesy uh, of Mary and Joe Donkers. So uh, it's kind of interesting because we had been in touch with them in kind of like early September when we were beginning to, to plan out the podcast. And we were talking about maybe getting them on the, on an episode and we hadn't really heard much from them after that. <laughs> yeah. And then we got a nice email. Uh, Mary and Joe uh, took a trip into the city, into into London, and, and they dropped the beers off right at my nice. front door. Wow. Merry freaking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was a, a great I Christmas I thought we were going to go somewhere like, Merry Donkers Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you have it. No, that's no. good. That's good. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously, we will link all their social media information on our Instagram, Untapped, etc. Yeah, so let's check out these beers. All right, so thank you again uh, to Mary and Joe for the beers on today's episode. And the first beer, as we mentioned, is Hacking <laughs> The delivery. The delivery yes, I was just going to mention delivery. Yeah. Thanks for dropping the very off a special Christmas delivery. House. Yes, yes, thank you. Much appreciated. Yes, they went the extra mile for sure. They went a couple extra a miles. Couple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first beer we're doing is Hack and Slash, which is an IPA with a 6.4% ABV and 44 IBUs. So this one has hints of grapefruit, passion fruit, and tropical fruit produce mm. with pleasant citrus aromas. It ends with a smooth finish with little bitterness, unlike your typical IPA. Okay. Interesting. That'd be interesting yeah. Yeah, when we get in there to taste her up. So on uh, Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. And we talked again about Untapped at our last producer special. So yeah. listen to that episode too. Um, the overall rating for Hack and Slash is 3.7 bottle caps out of five and a total of 532 check-ins. So from a smaller kind of brewery, a brewery that's uh, kind of not in the mix of other places. Rural, if rural, you will. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty good rating with a, so. a decent amount of check-ins. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think we could probably get ready here, fellas. Let's do it. Let's open her up. All right. So exciting. <laughs> 
So as we uh, pour the beer here, just want to let everyone know that we are, of course, drinking out of an IPA glass with an IPA. So make sure to use your proper glassware. It's true. Do use it or Chris will find you. <laughs> so taking a look at it, um, kind of stereotypical of a normal IPA, I'd say. Yeah. Um, kind it's of got like a, a, I don't know, what do you want like to call golden, it? Like golden. Golden, yeah. yeah. Like a golden color, kind of color to it. Um, again, this is the thing that I love about the IPA, IPA glass is just the way that the structure of the glass is from a um, smaller area to then a larger area in, in the glass. So you yeah. get kind of a different color profile. Different colors, yeah. Um, it, it expands itself out. So yeah, it, it just explodes a, with flavor, if you would. Yeah. Yes. A little less girth to a little bit more girth on that, right? So. And an IPA nice. glass is my favorite style of beer glass for sure, right? And just the way it looks, it just looks a lot nicer versus a Pilsner glass or anything yeah. else like that. And sure. it's nice to hold too. Right? It's nice yeah. to have in your hand. It's for sure. Good hand holding glass. Heck yeah. So yeah, I think uh, a little bit through, I do see a little bit of um, sediment. I don't know do if you? it's just a little bit. But maybe I'm getting it, a lot of um, like carbonation, a lot of bubbles flowing yeah, I'm up. I'm seeing a lot of carbonation for sure. Yeah, and again, that speaks to the the glass, right? Because it kind of I facilitates so. that carbonation mounting from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to kind of go in with this. And we'll see probably some very similar comments, uh, maybe just a little bit of the color change, if you will, for the next uh, beer that we try for today. For the next mm-hmm. IPA. But yeah. again, IPA, IPA, right? So yep. Loads IPA of IPAs. Day. That's yeah. what we have to say about the IPA. <laughs> yes. Indeed, indeed, so indeed. In terms of smells, like what are you, what are you guys getting out of this one so far? I kind of get like a just a a hint of. Uh, I'm trying to put my finger on it. Put Maybe your I should put my on nose it. on it yeah. instead of my finger. <laughs> It'd be I'm, really weird to put my finger in the beer in order to smell it. I don't want to do that. I'm getting more of the piney. Yeah, me too. More so than a yeah, little, a little piney and a little bit malty. Even I'm getting um, um more malts for sure. I'm yeah. just gonna say I don't know if you're supposed to normally get that out for the side style of IPA, but. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, well that's that's on the nose and on the eye. On the eye. Now, why don't we see what on the mouth? Let's do Ooh. it. All right. Aha. Find out on the mouth. <laughs> I can't even take a sip right now. Yeah, I got to I gotta hold out my laughter till uh, Chris sick. takes a sip putting it on his mouth in order <laughs> to then drink the beer. Where else would you take a sip from? That's a really good question. <laughs> sip, sip, don't pass. COVID rules. Yeah. I don't think you want to do like a John Cena move in uh, the movie Blockers. <laughs> Probably not. All right. So we move forward with the conversation on the beer. Well, I, I've taken a couple sips here yep. uh, with my mouth. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you get? Uh, I, I do get a little bit of that uh, fruitiness, um, that citrus coming through, um, but... And they mentioned a little bit less bitter on the back end, but there definitely is bitterness on the back end. Mm-hmm. High on bitterness almost. Yeah. Like it's almost, maybe almost too power, overpowering on the bitterness. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah, so. It's not worth much though. We have all had this. We have on our on our trip that we right. we mentioned down to so the So we, we've had that. So now that is going back a year and a half-ish. Pretty Around much, that, yeah. say, right? So, so again, we can kind of see the development of I mean, the recipe probably hasn't changed 
one one would kind of guess. Tough to say. I wouldn't imagine so. But Tough to say. Yeah, who knows? But um, different flavor profile, I think, than the first time I had it, right? So, um, And we also had it, all, we all had it off of the keg right. um, the first time. So and we're having it out of a can, mm-hmm. obviously. So, yeah. so that's could good, be a difference. That's good to mention too, right? Yeah. Because uh, you might have different uh, the same beer in different ways, whether it's through a bottle, a can, or, or draft. And you're going to see different variations from it, right? Yeah. And uh, it speaks to the the freshness of the beer as well Mm -hmm. so we could have had the beer right from a keg that was brewed not too long before like a couple days before even yeah whereas we might be having these cans i don't know brett the cans are special i I, I was looking to see if there was a canning date on it Uh, is there and there is no canning date even on the bottom nope make sure all the beers poured out first usually where the canning date is placed is on the bottom of most not all but most right so um and i mean they were delivered in around christmas time Right, so right. It, it's at least, at least two so interesting old, to note. Right. Interesting to note that you're supposed to drink an IPA within three months, right? Yeah. Yeah. And these things have been sitting in various locations for about two and a half months, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. just a side note there. So maybe we're not getting this beer as fresh as one would want it. Right. But then it also might motivate us to go back out to Stone Picker oh, to yeah, get it sure. fresh again. Right. Oh, still, yeah. still a good quality beer. I just think the first time I rated it, I was at a, I was at a four, and we'll see what my rating is after I kind of get through this beer a little bit more. So we'll we'll, we'll take a look at that. A taster of his rating, if you will. Little foreshadowing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, who wants to do the top five uh, flavor profiles? Maybe I'll, I'll jump Probably on, do, on yeah. this. Yeah. So the the first one is hoppy, uh, yes. followed by. Oh, we're doing it that way. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Whatever. Brett I'm decides just full of day. surprises. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if we want to kind of break it down a bit. Yeah. Ho- hoppy. I'm not getting a, a, a whole lot. Like I, there's IPAs that are very very hoppy. I think mm. this is not as crazy hoppy, but. I don't know if it makes my number one, but... It's mellow in terms of hoppiness, but you know it's still there. Yeah, right? I just don't know if it's my yeah. number one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, and this is, you know, looking ahead at these these profiles, or flavor profiles, we're, we're going to see some some weirdness, I think. So, number two is citrus, which I don't think is weird, um, but which, I, which I'm getting. Right. But number three, aromatic, which... I wouldn't say is a flavor. Um, it, right. it goes back to when we did the slurp one, and the uh, one was green. Green, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. But uh, at the same time, if if I said, uh, could you describe a flavor profile from aromatic? I think you probably would, but you just use different terms, right? Like yeah. more of like your flowery kind of, you know, hibiscus, whatever right. it might be, right? So, yeah, um, I, I can understand that. And then the next one is citrusy. So not only citrus, but citrusy. So kind of a duplicate there. And then uh, number five is bitter, which I would say would be much closer to the top for me. And it's like producer producer Nash as well is saying that. Nash, Nash, 100 Yard Dash has agreed (laughs) with all of us in terms of having the bitterness on the back end. So in terms of the can, before we go into other people's untapped ratings, uh, it's quite a colorful can actually, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice design. Uh, it's almost like the picture of a tool shed with all the tools, if you will, in terms of, you know, screwdrivers and hammers, etc. Um, it's nice. It's nice. It doesn't look like my shed at all, because I am not a person 
would you say a connoisseur of tools? Uh, but <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about like organization skills. Yeah, because it's a very nicely organized yes. wall. Yeah. Yeah. It very very organized, which is something I am not. Who was it? Like Marie Kondo or something? Oh, the organization woman. specialist. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's an organization woman. Yeah, she has a TV show. I think right. I, yeah, I have never ever <laughs> seen that. <laughs> I, I I would like to see maybe a producer special probably in the future that or when we sit down and talk to um, brewers or breweries in the future and future seasons mm-hmm. to kind of go through and say what do you spend your time on right because some people right. put a lot more emphasis onto can art um, and you can see that this is a it's a tall boy and it's it's full can art right so like that's different than just putting a sticker label on For it sure so where do you spend your money how do you market it right and, yep. and that's interesting because here Again, to your point, um, Brett is it's a, it's a nice can and it's a full can art. So full old can, you got that right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's you got into a way better conversation than talking about that organizational lady and that TV show. <laughs> so thank goodness you pivoted from that. But speaking of pivots, um, <laughs> or, let's take a look at some uh, user thoughts for people that are untapped about this. Yeah. So the first one comes from John D. Handle is Johnny D. Twenty one. On September 11th, said simply, "Man, this is a good IPA," and John gave it a four out of five. He man, filled with words. Yes, <laughs> really descriptive in terms of that one. Yeah, yeah. So we look at another one. Chris S. Chris Smith three zero nine commented on August fifteenth. Um, in few words, if you will, solid IPA, nothing fancy, and gave it a three point seven five out of five. So. Um, Chris, an individual of fewer words than John. Yeah. That's what we've decided on I guess if you're, if you're drinking this beer, you just have very few words to describe it. You're just, you're just yeah. enjoying the beer too much that you really don't want to describe it at all. That's just it. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'll start the ratings because uh, why not? Um, when I had this kegged back in 2019, obviously I had it at a four. Uh, and maybe this is just part of the reason, you know, it's been sitting around for a couple months. It wasn't pretty much drank and fresh. Uh, but my rating is going to be a 3.75. Five. Interesting. So I, I'm actually thinking along the exact same lines. So I had it as a four when we tried it at the brewery, and I'm going down to a three seven five today. Wow. Yeah. So again, same sort of thing. And this is probably part of the canning and, and that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, I was at a four. I'm going to be going down to a three point five. Oh wow. Yeah. Still Huge a good beer. Jump. Still Huge a, jump. Yeah. Still, still a good beer. Still a good beer. But again, served in a, served in a different manner. And uh, yeah, so uh, so the producer's rating. We do have the producer coming out of three five as well. So we have two three point seven fives and two three point fives. Chris, what does that give us? So that gives us an overall of three point six two five, which I would round up. Do we? But that's just me. Yeah. Like, do we want to take a poll on it? Uh, okay. Now I'm thinking about it. Let's round up. Yeah, three point ah, three point seven five. And winner, I, and I Daniel. Think, I think part of that speaks to uh, what our ratings were off the draft as well. So yeah, so true, to give true. it a little validation yeah. is that it uh, is a three point six two five for today on the can. However, we did have the three of us at fours off the draft. So yeah, fair up, enough. Up she goes. It fair just enough. means we have to go back and try it again off the keg, right? Yeah, hate to see it. Hate to exactly. See it. Anyway, beer number two is on deck next. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for the second beer of the day. 
And we are having the Red IPA, which is otherwise known as Big Red 9350. 93.50. And it has an ABV of 6.25%. That's right, 6.25%. Very exact on the numbers there. And 37 IBUs. So interesting to know before we kind of continue here. On the can, it says 6.1. And so we have a bit of uh, discrepancy. Yeah, so the 6.25 was taken from their website, so it's interesting. That and yet the can says 6.1. Yeah. So maybe they We've didn't want to... We've been lied to. Maybe. We'll have to talk to Joe and Mary about that. Yeah, I, I feel like this is one of them classic bonkers donker situations. <laughs> uh, but we'll have, we'll have to touch base and see what it actually is. But uh, we'll talk more about the can later on, I'm sure. Brett, you're going to pick that up later, right? I, I might. Yeah, yeah, most likely that's his thing, right? So uh, this beer is made with crystal malts and roasted homegrown barley, which produces the deep red color that we'll see once we crack that open and it also has citrus flavor which gives it a fragrant aroma and a smooth taste all right so yeah this beer as we've talked about in the opening there about the brewery about how they name their beers after relevant information with uh, farming to a farm yeah so this one it was named after the casey some would call it case but i think it's a perth county thing Brett, back me up on this uh, one yeah i agree the casey ih 93 fetty tractor whereas i go by case ih yeah, yeah. yeah. well you want to know what kid. they don't go by john deere <laughs> <laughs> classic city kid syndrome i get it so yeah the casey ih 93 fetty tractor and uh, on untapped, there's 426 check-ins with an overall rating of 3.6 bottle caps out of the five. So, all right. I think we all know where we're at with this one. All right. So I got the can in my hand here. Let's open her up. Well, I'm glad you did your shtick again. That was lovely. Got to have something. Got hey, have something. You know what? Well, it's better to have something than nothing. It is. And we're drinking out of... An IPA glass today for this beer with uh, with a red IPA. So a couple um, of beers. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Are yes. you drinking out of a red IPA glass? Is your IPA glass red? The color red? Uh, it might be. Is there an actual thing? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we don't sh- shout we... out to Shorty who thought uh, we yeah. actually had a, a double IPA glass in the previous it's no episode. Such thing. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we fooled people with that uh, with that IPA glass. Yeah. All right. So as we as we're talking here, we're we're talking about the uh, the beer. So um, big head retention on it. Definitely a lot. And uh, yeah, Fife, what do you have uh, to comment on that? Well, it definitely pours strong right out of the hop, right? Yeah. Yeah, see what I did there? Right out of the hop. Well, yeah, huh? a, a nice farming pun. Yeah, you see yeah. What Well, and a beer pun. Beer pun. Well, yeah. Beer pun, True. farm pun. Yeah. All uh, pretty much everything I say is a pun. Yeah, so when you kind of hold a light up to it, like it's it's a darker kind of beer, right? It's very dark. But yeah. you get that light up to it, and you get more of that amber color through it, right? So I haven't really uh, taken a, a sniff of it. Have you guys? Um, I it's, have now. It's not very strong. No, the aroma's not that strong. No, it's it's not even almost there at all. Not I a think. whole lot coming through on it. I think the the malts are going to be dominating this beverage. Yeah, that's just me. Well, I think we, we should uh, probably get into it and, and see what shall we got, we? right? Shall we Let's do it? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I can drink to that. Can you guys? <laughs> uh, I'll get into it for Perfect. sure. That's, uh, that's interesting. It definitely tastes more like a red ale with a lot of strong bitterness at the end. Yeah, I no. don't know exactly where to kind of put where, this. Yeah, where, where do you start with this one? So it, it definitely doesn't taste a ton like an IPA. Um, 
which I think is okay, uh, which we kind of kind of figure. But yeah, a little bit like a red ale with some more bitterness in it. Yes, I think so. Like in in terms of that, like I think it's almost mislabeled as a red IPA. It yeah. almost should be labeled more like an amber, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm getting more is is more of an amber vibe to it. I suppose maybe that's a better way of putting it, Brent. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we should just roll right into the uh, top five uh, flavor profiles. I, I can take the lead on that. Yeah, I can do that. Do yeah. Right, so rip uh, it. Hoppy? What are we thinking? I, I don't really get hoppy. You don't get hoppy? I don't no, get hoppy No, I don't either. get hoppy no. on it. And producer Nash isn't getting hoppy either. Uh, smooth. Yeah. Does this I'm beer go smooth. down smooth? I'm getting smooth. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I definitely agree the beer goes down smooth. Um, what about malty? Yeah, definitely malty. And I think it might be even higher than number three. Oh, yeah. I'd be number one for me for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. And, okay. and looks like producer Nash is saying the same thing. Yes. Uh, four. Deep. No. Not no. really getting anything there. I mean, I don't even know what, what that would what, even look like. What would deep even taste yeah. like? I, I literally have nothing for that comment. Yeah. Like, there's that, literally just and, nothing and we, I can say. And we talk about how there's always, like, a random flavor profile right. from the top five. I think this, this is, is the it. one. Yeah. This is the one. <laughs> the tossing. And number five, citrus. So, hints. What do you think? Do you think get some hints of citrus in this or no? See, I'm not. I, I agree with what we were saying earlier on about the amber style. Yeah. And I just, I don't think really any one of these top five really kind of like jump out at me, right? So that's just, that's my my palate, so. Yeah, the citrus is there a tiny bit, and it's not as much as you would expect from like a New England IPA, for example, but it's more than you would expect from a amber. I, I definitely agree with yeah. that. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So uh, maybe we go to the, the can. Oh, yes. My shtick again, <laughs> as they say. So this one, if you know what the uh, big uh, case uh, tractors. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, did I screw I thought, that up? I, I thought you were a Casey guy. Oh, maybe I am. I just want to see what you'd say to that. But no, the Casey, <laughs> the Casey uh, tractors. Um, it's got the stone picker where Casey, the label would be, by the way. Mm. But it definitely is big. It is red. Um, and it's got a nice silhouette of uh, dusk. Oh, nice. Right. That's farming at night time. Yeah, farming yeah. Yeah, late, late into the late evening, in, for who sure. Who doesn't want to crack a beer after a long day of farming? True. Brent. And me, being the farmer that I am, I would. <laughs> and so the eye in the stone picker on the title, is there anything different there? It's corn. Is it corn or wheat? Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> farmer fight. Yeah, so I have to do a, a double check at it. I only lived on a farm for the first four and a half years of my life. Obviously, when you are a newborn, you don't really farm that much. There you go. Your parents do it. So again, so they, they spent some time. They spent some money on the canning, um, and it is a full can image. It it is. It's a nice image. It is true, but it does say six point one percent on the can, as we've talked about. Yeah. The discrepancy between the two. I was just making sure that we knew about that. All right. Well, I am getting worried for Brett Pfeiffer if he's <laughs> slipping a little bit. <laughs> so let's go to the untapped. I'm going to start it off. We have Andy J. Mr. Tibb on November 20th that said, probably the darkest IPA I've had. It's good with an exclamation mark. So I'm assuming that Andy has not had a black IPA before. Uh, yeah. Even though this one is a, a red one, right? Because this is this IPA is certainly dark, but it's not the darkest that I've ever seen. I've I've seen darker when I have a black IPA. Right. Now, Brett, Same. You, yeah, I was going to say, Brett, did you have any? Okay, so that's just saying. 3.75 out of 5. Brett, you got the next one. I definitely do. Uh, so this one's from Sam S. And their username is Statstoy. So S-A-T-S-T-O-Y. On October 18th, 18th, commented, very nice. Could have many of these. 
too bad I'm not closer to the brewery. So I'm assuming they live far, far, far away from the brewery. (laughs) (laughs) At at least too far to make a regular trip, right? But they did rate it. Right. Five out of five. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was their rating. Five out of five. That's All right. amazing. I'm not going to agree with them. That's just me. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah. So out of the five ball caps, I'm going to get this uh, train rolling. I'm going to be a 3.25. 3.25. Mm. I'm going to be uh, lower than that. Uh, I'm not... Again, this is a beer trying to be many things. It's just not really a thing for me. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.75. Interesting. So I'm going to be right between the two of you. Which again, uh, Stuck in I don't wish on my you. worst enemy. Yeah, not not really a fun place to be between the two of you, but Love I'm choosing you. to be there. I guess I'm going to go three point zero, and uh, producer Nash is actually giving it a three point seven five. So he's the highest out oh, of all of us. Nash, yeah. Nash, hundred yard dash being the highest. You normally <laughs> don't see that. Uh, so in terms of our team overall score, that's going to give us three point one eight. Which, in my opinion, we should bump up to a three-two-five. Any disagreements with me? I concur. Yeah, I agree. All right, all right. So that's all for our conversation of Stone Picker and their beers. Yeah. So stay tuned because we're gonna talk a bit about investing and financial literacy. All right. So because the 2020 RRSP deadline just passed, we thought it would be a good time to talk about. Uh, investing and financial literacy in general. Um, so just maybe to start it off, if we want to talk about like, what is our kind of level of knowledge when it comes to investing? Like, are we kind of beginners, moderates, experts, any of us? More money, more problems, right? <laughs> I believe it's more money. Yeah, mo more money, problems. more problems. Uh, in terms of investing, like I'm, I'm pretty confident in what I give my financial advisor at the bank and be like, hey, can you invest in this, this, and this? Yeah. Um, like, I, I would see, I would, in terms, like, you know, when you go to the, the your meeting with financial advisor, are you low risk? Are you medium risk? Are you high risk? Right. right. I would say I'm medium to high. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll take a loss of a couple hundred bucks. I mean, it, it is what it is. But if the gain could be 10000 I'm going to take that chance. Yeah. Because yeah. I want more money. <laughs> what can I say? You want more problems. Yeah, you want more problems. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think... Um, before we kind of start this, I think it's it's always good to put a disclaimer out there, is that anything that we discuss is of our own opinion, take nothing that we 100%. say as as financial advice. And I think do, that's do very, not say any, anything that I say, do not go and do that. Yeah, pretty much we are not financial, advisors. not financial advisors. We, everyone get right. advice based on your own situation, right. basically. Yeah, Agreed. And, and, Agreed. It's good. And, and we all have different opinions. Yeah. So for myself, I'm going to probably put myself in the moderate category. I don't want to say I'm an expert with it. Um, I started doing my investments, and we'll talk about it as we, we move along. Yeah. Um, about two years ago now, uh, my own kind of investments. And I've reached out, and I've, I've done the whole financial advisor conversation. Um, I kind of use that as leverage to understand of where they would take me as to kind of where I was already at and where I wanted to go with it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself in the moderate, uh, medium kind of camp. Yeah, I would, um, I would always, agree. Always with, learning. Yeah, I would agree with that for myself. I think there's, like you said, there's always something to learn. Um, I, I like doing research myself to kind of understand some, you know, s- some types of investments to, to invest right. in. Right. Um, and uh, like, I, I love to do that research myself and kind of, kind of learn everything for sure uh so nash because he's also part of us right now yes uh he's fairly fresh out of school right so he's still got some tuition credits uh but he's interested hopefully when he's at a point when his career takes off and everything like that uh that he can invest 
pretty wisely, right? So he does have a financial advisor as well as disability, critical illness uh, insurance, as well as life insurance policies because, like, we should right. all yep. have life Absolutely. insurance. For and sure, I'll yeah. get it in a bit. Yep. Uh, he also has a TFSA account, uh, you know, because he likes to save tax-free mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and did have an RESP to save up for when he went to school for a crap ton of years. So, <laughs> crap ton of years. <laughs> so when, when we speak about this, is like I get so passionate about this and I've had yeah. – um, a fair amount of friends and people that I know reach out and say, hey, like, what are you doing? How do you do it? Like, what are you looking at, right? And I mean, my own kind of like portfolio and I had 10, 12 bank accounts kind of set up and how I how I worked those. And um, I mean, you can have, there's different types of TFSAs, right? You can have a uh, bank, whether it's the top five yeah. TFSA account or EQ Bank right now, Not to, they're not sponsoring us. But they have a two point. They could though. They could. <laughs> yeah, if they they're listening. Two, they have a two point five percent on a, just a TFSA account. Now you could take that a step further, and I think this is very. Um, it's in stages, right? You could have a bank account that's a TFSA. Mm-hmm. You can then have a Quest Trade or Wealth Simple or, or another kind of investing uh, company. Yeah. And you can set up your own. You could have a robo advisor take care of it, right? You can have a financial planner take care of it, and so it's still a TFSA. But it's just who manages it. Now, for myself personally, I have a TFSA through Quest Trade, um, and I, I manage my own ETFs, so electronic yeah. uh, funds, right? So yeah. I, it's a grouping of, of stocks, and I manage it. So all country, U.S., Canada, uh, a REIT, a dividend. And I take care of my own investing because the thing is with me, if anybody's going to lose me money, it's going to be myself. If anybody's going to make me yep. money. It's going to be myself. So I only have myself to blame or my myself to kind of pat on the back. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. And yeah. I'm more of a person that uh, I kind of, I have a trust in my financial advisor who's at a bank, not to be named, <laughs> uh, but uh, where like we have a good relationship. Like, hey, if you feel confident, confident in investing in that, go nuts. I'm, you know. Sure. Just yeah. don't lose me a crap ton of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to so- lose me a couple hundred bucks in order to go up like, long-term like short-term pain for long-term gain i'm fine with that that's not an issue with me but yeah um we have a a good relationship i i think so we've mentioned a couple acronyms and Mm -hmm. i think as part of that kind of financial literacy i want to kind of step back a little bit and if people aren't kind of familiar with them kind of explain them so an rrsp so it's a registered retirement savings plan basically that's a way for you to save for retirement by getting tax breaks now. So, so if we can talk about the... Or other, I guess deferring tax, I should say. Right. So, as yes. So if we could talk a little bit just about that. So I don't have an RRSP. Right. Um, so I do have a pension through my my employment. So it's different situations. Yeah. might dictate different things. For sure. Depends I do on do, your employer, really. For right. Sure. And for, for myself, sure. I'm trying to maximize my TFSA, and we'll, we'll get to that shortly. So I don't know if anybody else has an RRSP. Yeah, this I actually have uh, three of them. Okay. To be honest with you. Yeah. So I have an I have a pension as well uh, yeah, with my employer same. and an RRSP as well. So, so it, that's a good point because RRSPs can be uh, matched by your employer, right? Um, and as well as your pension. Uh, mm-hmm. So your pension is probably going to be matched by your yeah. employer, right? Um, to varying degrees. Yeah. It's just nice to get everything matched. Really. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's really nice a, a huge point is if you are getting matches from your employer, that's where you want to put your money first. Max out your matches so that you can get the most, quote unquote, free money before you invest your money in other different accounts. Not necessarily. But anyways, go ahead. 
I, <laughs> so go to TFSA. I, I, and again, every, everyone's situation is different. Fight. Yeah. So a, a TFSA yeah. is a tax-free savings account. So basically, all the money that you're putting into that is already been taxed, but any gains that you have on that on those investments are tax-free. So you don't have to pay capital gains, that sort of yes. thing. So the way that that sits right now is, I think it's about seventy-two thousand. Seventy thousand somewhere somewhere For, somewhere, yeah. somewhere yeah. in that So if you were if you were eighteen years old in two thousand nine, I think when it was introduced, you have about with zero contributions with zero. Then you have about seventy two thousand, and right now it's six thousand dollars per year is right. getting added. It's that's, in that's index. pretty crappy because I was seventeen in two thousand nine. So yeah, but that means you still have seventy two thousand that you can contribute all the way up. I mean, I don't contribute that much per right. year, but uh, but, close but, enough, no, no, but it carries it carries over it carries forward. Yeah. So you get seventy two thousand oh. overall, roughly around there. So. Yeah. My my logic, this is what I use personally, is that I will fill up my TFSA before I put any money into an RSP. Now, the right. only caveat with that is if I was going to buy a house. So I put all my money into a TFSA, and then realizing that I'm going to purchase a house, I take that money from my TFSA, flip it into an RRSP, and then purchase the house with an RSP for the home buyer's plan, which I think Brett might have done something similar. Yeah, with that's that. that's pretty much was my down payment on my house was right. doing the yeah. first time on record. So yeah. that way, you which, get which tag- is a great program to help people. You got to pay it back within 15 years, yeah. but like right. I've already paid the back. But so not, but not just that, but then you also get the the, the tax benefits of exactly. it. So initially, yeah. as a first time home buyer, that's how I'm going to kind of look at swinging something like that. Yeah. Um, the and bet. granted, it's very difficult for a first-time home buyer to get in right now. Luckily Absolutely. for uh, producer uh, Nash, he uh, got in. Right. Right. So those are RSPs, TFSAs. Hit us with the RESP, and then we'll kind of go into it a little bit more. Yeah. So the RESP, um, Brett, that really applies to you, you and I right now yeah. with uh, with children. So basically, that's saving for your children's retire retirement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're really their, planning long term yeah, here. <laughs> their education. So They'll it's love the that. retire or uh, registered education savings. But go. I got retirement on yeah. my yeah. mind. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the thing that too. I do is literally I I, I flip the. Uh, baby bonus if you will flip that into an RSP yeah, exactly. and then bam it's you're, just you're keeps growing I'm taking the government money putting it into more government money so then it's all government money right because that's a good point so in the RESP the federal government will match 20% of your contributions yep. per year up to $500 per year right. uh, to a maximum of 7200 for the lifetime of the child so it's again free money take advantage of free money right like <laughs> who doesn't like free money exactly sure. so one thing with like myself I, I mentioned that I have some friends I've reached out and said like how are you kind of doing things because it seems very scary, and it really isn't. And I there mean, are a lot of options. And I put so, some yeah. money into the stock market, and I kind of learned kind of the ins and outs of it with some fun money, if you will, just a small investment, just to kind of yeah. learn how things work and how Quest Trade works, because that's who I've used. Um, but I've been fairly successful in my stock picks because I did originally do a speculation. I, I choose chose a couple of different stocks, whether it was um, wood pellets or biogas or whatever it might have been, mm-hmm. and then taking that and then also set up an ETF-only account, which I talked about earlier, which is all country, Canada, REITs, dividends, um, USA, and had yeah. like a, my own kind of portfolio, which is what you'd get if you went to a financial advisor. So I set that up myself. And I manage that all all by myself. I don't so what Tyler's saying is he has many Swiss bank accounts slash Cayman Island accounts <laughs> that we should probably try to access pretty quickly. There's a couple. Good, no, good, good to know, right? I'm just kidding. But I also started looking to cryptocurrency because it's always nice to be above and, and trying to take a look at things. So The old Bitcoin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Cardona. But I, I get it. But Bitcoin. Either way. <laughs> either way 
Um, so I look at ETFs, which is essentially like a you'd, you'd put money into it, and it would be a, a group of stocks. So, and so it's basically um, a mutual fund that's traded on the stock market. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people are probably familiar with mutual funds. Problem with mutual funds is really high fees and. You hear the sirens in the background? Yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of really high fees, that ambulance ride. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much in Canada as it would be in the U.S. So there's that. So true. So then, yeah, with the ETFs, you get um, lower fees, generally speaking. Right. Um, and generally, they're tracked to indexes. So right. they're not going to be like... Um, Man- stock managers picking stocks are right. going to be tracked to the yeah. indexes. But the one thing that I probably need to get in more to, and this will come obviously as I get older and you know settle down yep. in terms of spending probably some money I shouldn't, uh, will be more <laughs> so <laughs> investing in a lot more stocks, right? So it's seeing, okay, what's going to grow me from, if I give a hundred bucks, what's going to get me a thousand bucks in a couple months or right. do long-term, right? Like yeah. I think it's something that's going to take off like, you know, what Uber did, what yeah, Bitcoin, so, et cetera. It's tough to figure that out. Well, and that's just but, it. It's like stock speculation is really difficult. And I, I've kind of moved away from it. It's been fun. And I've, I've kind of do that from time to time, but like your ETS, I feel like is kind of, in my opinion, the best vehicle. I um, agree. The GICs, you know what you're guaranteed, but then again, it, you're getting 2%, whereas... Well, the, uh, the rates right now are just awful. It's yeah, yeah, it is, because interest rates are low. Yeah. Whereas I know right now I'm getting probably about 14% on my portfolio. Yeah. Right? The, so, the one rate that isn't uh, bad is uh, mortgage rates. Very true. That's true. Very, very good. That's I'm true. just going to say, does anybody have any other tips that they have for people? Again, these are just tips. These are not right. like our person. Like, you can take it for what you want, but don't. That's pretty much with a grain of salt. Does anybody have any other tips that you want to state for people? I, I think I, I, I've already mentioned it, but just wherever you can, take advantage of getting, quote unquote, free money, whether it's from the government or your employer, whatever's going to help you in the long right. term. So for myself, I think there's a couple. Um, invest as early as you possibly can. Yes. And it doesn't have to be much, whether it's $5, $10. Start an automatic savings plan. Yeah. Get in it early. I listened to two different podcasts. I'll shout them out. So one is Build Wealth Canada. Canada, and the other one is Maple Money. Um, they're really great at what they do, and they, they kind of break it down and put it in layman's terms. But save money as early as you possibly can. Set an automatic savings plan. Um, pay yourself first. Pay yourself every week. And uh, put that money into something where you can make um, a decent percentage instead of paying somebody else a percentage uh, to make a little bit of money back. So yeah. The only thing I have is I really miss those ING Direct commercials. Um, <laughs> but good for Tangerine. Uh, <laughs> That concludes our uh, conversation on uh, money management along with uh, investing in financial literacy. All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you listen every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays when we release a producer special. So make sure to tell your friends family, and your favorite financial advisor, because remember, they can make you more money. So from all of us and producer Nash, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.